How long gone, baby? The terrible twosome, them jeans, Chris Black. Welcome back. How are you feeling, TJ? Oh, man. <laughs> Couldn't be better. I really am feeling great. You know what, Jason? I am too. The sun is shining. It, it's cold, but the, 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 the sky is blue. The clouds are fluffy. I had a power lunch at San Ambrose with photographer in front of the show, Jeff Hendrickson, that ended with a cheeky sig in the Lower East Side. Okay, so like a, 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 a daytime sig in the snow. How many feet of snow you got over there right now? There's no snow, Jason. There's no snow. Okay. No, okay. don't do that. But I, but I mean, I, I sent you this earlier, but there was some breaking news. Um, a new Live Nation festival was announced. And... <laughs> <laughs> yes, breaking news in the child pedophilia <laughs> world. That's what. So I, so I literally, Jason. I, I, so, so yesterday, I, I met with uh, our agent at, at High Road uh, for for a coffee, and we were discussing, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, our how long gone uh, plans for 2022, and you know, we're talking about festivals and stuff. And then today, mm-hmm. Live Nation presents. When We Were Young, headlined by My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Bring the Horizon, A Day to Remember, Alvaro Levine, Bright Eyes, Jimmy World, AFI, Alkaline Trio, The Used, Dashboard Confessional, Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even, it, it's it's too good to be true that this came, like it feels like kismet a little bit. It feels like it's meant to be. Would you agree? Every band that your fat cousin listened to in <laughs> middle school is all in one place in in the city that created pop punk. Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Las Vegas, exactly. The city that birthed. Well, luckily, your favorite red jumpsuit apparatus is playing, um, and Yayo's favorite Seo Sin is playing. Um, so, and somehow, somehow, car seat headrest is on this lineup, which doesn't really make sense to me because they're actually cool and good. Yeah, that one is. A, I'm, I'm flagging that one as questionable. I'm, fl- <laughs> I'm flagging that one as a check. So, are we gonna go? If so, I mean, at this point in my life, like a lot of these bands, you know have been around for 30 years some of them no they have no not 30 actually maybe bro afi afi yeah Yeah, like afi like i mean not all of them you know a lot of these bands you know whatever taking back sunday dashboard they're like people who are like from our age range and generation they're our they're our age or older yeah they're our Our age age or older older. so it's kind of like who is going to be at this festival is it going to be 42 year old fat people who like work at no. work in the mall or is it going to be like dead ass 13 year olds like how much nostalgia and how much this is the conversation that we were having yesterday i believe that it's actually like if you go to one of those emo night things it's not like it's the people that made the music it's people like nostalgic for something they didn't live through you, you know what I mean? So it's like people that are, I mean, luckily, I don't know. No, I no. Think it's, I mean, I've been it, to some emo nights, unfortunately. I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure, but this is going to be so big that I'm sure it's going to be a mix of both, obviously. You know what I mean? Just because it's, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Little Huddy, my new king, is playing. So if we can get a little FaceTime with Big Hud, that would be <laughs> uh, great for our TikTok numbers. So, so if we do a How Long Gone festival date, this is what you, you kind of you have your eye on for the first one just to get our feet in the <sighs> the thing about this is jason i feel like we could actually be ourselves and really make fun of shit whereas if we go do pitchfork it, they don't have they're not they don't have a sense of humor no no, no they're no, like no. what what time does twigs play i'm get, i'm <laughs> i'm drinking water until then so i can experience it fully as a as a fluid person you know what i mean it's just it's not gonna be it's not gonna be they're not looking for a a how long gone sensibility there whereas when we were young 
feels a little bit like more our crowd, unfortunately, mm-hmm. as far as hu- as far as willingness to take the joke goes. Right. Only I, I like your uh, your kind of double wordplay of of gender fluidity as well as like making sure we have enough like literal liquid fluids. Exactly. You know, during the festival season, that's good mm-hmm. stuff, Chris. Well, yeah, you have this to keep this is going to be a tough. This is going to be a tough sell. I don't really know if I want to go to this. I gotta say, I don't care. I don't even care. That's a, even even for anthropological <laughs> purposes or no, Jason. Sure, it's a write off, but you know, you're going to get paid. You're going to get paid for. It. And luckily, none of the people that go to this uh, can afford or want to go to Nobu. So we'll be able to eat eat at all the best places in Vegas every night. <laughs> God, the strip clubs are going to be going absolutely <laughs> dummy when they spot like. No, they are. Like, is, no, is that Richard they're... from Pierce the Veil? <laughs> Titties just come out. Damn. I'm riding his face all night. <laughs> Glass jaws in the building. We're going to the champagne room, baby. No, you're, you're, no, I'm about, you, to make you make... a, I'm about to make a quick 120 right now. Glass jaw just pulled up. He's good for one. We, oh, we'll do 120 for Glass jaw all day. We're doing we're doing it Pawn Stars style now. Oh, be careful! Be careful with those We the Kings guys. You know they get a little handsy. Um, but no, I think that I think that I think that the. Um, I think that this is good for us for many reasons, and I think that after 48 hours of this, the amount of content that we could create would would fill a, a school bus. Okay. But I do think it'll be hard on our psyche, and not only that, but our eyes as well. Okay, so you did say this is good for us as well as if we did go, it would be paid but one thing I am failing to see is our yeah. name on the flyer. So I think there's we're working we're backwards. Me- we're working backwards. Yeah, D- okay. Don't don't worry about it. We're working backwards. The team is on. I it. just wanted to flag that to make sure that you were aware of that um, potential. Of course, uh, speed bump. It's not a it's not a brick wall. It's merely a speed bump. As the CEO of How Long Gone, you're the CTO. Um, I am. I am. Of course. Uh, I am. Of course. Working on this uh, diligently with our team, and we are in touch on Slack, uh, Discord, and uh, a few other applications yo, that we use yo, to communicate. CTO has got the best dick in the game. Everyone knows that. <laughs> that's yeah. That's great. CTO pussy has the best pussy in the game as well. <laughs> Ask anybody at motherfucking Salesforce. They already Ask- know. <laughs> Ask any of the Slack employees that listen to this podcast. Yeah, the yeah. tech because I'm a technician in and out. Yeah, so this is pretty. This is pretty cool news. I didn't. I didn't mean to kick it off with this, but it's. Um, no, I mean it's, I. It's I hate almost all of these bands so much. I guess I would. I mean, is I I like one Jimmy Eat World album kind of, but like every other band on here. I like for sure hate. First of all, Alkaline Trio is playing in the photo of you and Matt Skiba together that I'm going to take is going that's going to push me for years to come as far as like peak peak. I, I know Alkaline Trio is a beloved band for you and many people, but they just never did it for me. No shit. Well, that's because they suck. You know what I mean? They're they're great. Like okay, the, thank you. The songs are amazing. They're so catchy. They're great, but they also suck. You know what I mean? But he's in. You know he's in Blink One Eighty Two now, so he's caked up. Every time I die, they just broke up. Right? Speaking of this bullshit, they did. They did. They broke up publicly on Twitter. A lot of people um, seem to be and, really upset about that. It's like, bro, who cares? Yeah, that's because that's because you're on Orange County Twitter. My my timeline is not really feeling it the same way. Got it. Um, got it. Got it. Which is surprising. I know. Which is surprising. I know. But I yeah I just wanted to put this on your radar. We can talk about it offline, of course. But I just, I just wanted to make sure you were aware of of kind of what's going on behind the scenes here at How Long Gone. My biggest takeaway just up top is I think there's just too many bands. I I couldn't agree more. Just, and unfortunately, I mean, what most of them are on this on this digital lineup that I'm looking at right now. But just in general, mm-hmm. there are too many bands. There are too many. Oh, I see. Just just overall, a note a, a note overall to the music business. There's too many bands. 
Um, yeah. Th- th- this flyer is also so visual. Trim it down. This this flyer is so visually chaotic. It, it uses every band's logo, which is probably the ugliest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it fits. It kind of fits with the theme of the festival. I feel like ugly. Ugly. Yeah. They're just. I mean, I like it. I guess it does fit into the ugly mm-hmm. overall ugly aesthetic. You know what it reminds me of, Jason? It reminds me of looking at a packed T-shirt wall at Hot Topic or something. Yeah, that's what you know what I mean. Here. That's definitely this is this is the locker room of a Vans store employee <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's nothing. My favorite part about Southern California is the amount of Vans apparel you see. Nothing is better than Vans apparel. Like, how do you, how do you? Vans makes so many classic shoes. Vans is an absolute great. I will always have a pair of Vans in my closet till I die. Wearing a Vans logo hoodie only in Southern California. Only, the only, no, that's wrong. No, I've never seen it outside of Southern California. Maybe Arizona. I absolutely have. Maybe there's Arizona. So many, I, I saw. I remember when we were on tour. I made a note of it. That um, what's we were in Seattle. I said Seattle's the only town you could fuck a badass bitch wearing a Vans hoodie. Because I saw I do remember that a badass chick somewhere down at the wharf or some shit. Uh, you know, I love I miss you, Seattle. Damn, clearly. I saw a chick and I was like, this, and and this guy had the baddest fucking <laughs> the baddest chick in the whole wharf, and my man had like a, the Vans hoodie. With this, like all full uh, unironic, maybe the sleeves were rolled up. I don't know. If Bro, he's, are you telling he's me tossing some steel head or something like that? That's not an innuendo. This man, this man has got a, a Starbucks in one hand and he's catching fish in the yeah. other one at the wharf, and he's got tail like that. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're strong, if you have the upper body core to toss some of those, <laughs> some of those carps, toss some of those swordfish fillets. You know you're you know you're hitting it right. No, I you're absolutely right. But yeah, I mean, damn, I'm missing. This makes me miss tour, which is crazy because I hated it while we were doing it. <laughs> well, we just got to go out during the summer. You know, some band, a lot of bands I've seen over the years, they'll they'll go on tour in the summer and not in the winter. Is that a thing that you've noticed? I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of a summer tour. We're doing sheds. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll, we'll have to again. We'll regroup. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm just in since I'm in New York. I'm in business mode. Not that I'm not always in business mode. So. Yeah. We, were, we were really looking at the how long gone P and L yesterday, you know, strategizing with the team. So I, I apologize to, wow. to waste, to waste everyone's time, but we do have a guest today on the podcast, a guy who loves to talk about money. I'm sure we'll see. His name is Eugene and I don't exactly know how to pronounce his last name. No, is, is, is this Russian? I think it's Russian. K O T L Y Kot, Kot, Kotlyarenko, sorry for butchering that, Eugene. Uh, yeah, he's a director. He's made a bunch of movies. His most recent film, Spree, is kind of a underground buzz hit on Hulu, starring the guy, the kid from uh, what's his name, Chris? Yeah, Joe. That's my dog that I that I met in New York. Joe Keery, good looking cat. Good looking Joe is in that movie. He's made a bunch of other films. I think he did a movie that Dasha from Red Scare was in a, a while ago. You know, he's connected in the New York, um, you know, cinematic mm-hmm. universe of uh, Discord Bros. Yeah, my favorite uni- my, my favorite universe is people who watch movies. That's my number one. So I can't wait to talk about film. I don't think we're going to talk about film. I think we're just going to have a good old LOL. Any guy who has an official email address that, that has mm-hmm. big, huge in it somewhere, my kind of guy, my, my kind of guy. My email address, just the same. I'm not going to tell you what my email address. No, that would be crazy. Just hit them jeans at dimmac.info and he'll <laughs> he'll break you. Up. He'll he'll, Dude, he'll I used he'll get to right have them jeans.info as my website. 
because that was right when you could. I don't know why I thought info would be the dumbest, so I picked it. Because you're dumb. Yeah. And then I remember I there was a, a the night that Daft Punk DJed at Cinespace. I recorded the whole set and then I uploaded it onto my website. Like, if you want to listen to it, you can download it. Crash. A month later, Media Temple sent me a bill for seventy five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I just told him like just close the website I'm never going to pay you $8,000 for like mp3 download and they're like okay that's fine and then that was it we should try that with the IRS look guys we're never gonna we're never gonna pay this just shut down the podcast it's fine I think the problem is the the IRS version of that is shut down my life and give me jail time so that, yeah. don't do that IRS all right let's see if you let's see if Eugene let's see if Eugene's ever been to prison I'm gonna guess yes he's done a little time I know you have some cans in this apartment can you put them on for us please cans means headphones yeah, exactly, exactly. That's right. So does this have a video component to it? Are people going to be seeing this or not really? No, no, I just want to... Oh, wait, stop. I just plugged in the cans, but I got to put them on now. <laughs> okay, so there's no video component to it. <laughs> no, th- no, there's no video component. We usually we usually keep it off, but I'm feeling no extra good today. Okay, so th- there's a few things that are going to happen. If there's no video component... <laughs> Gonna put that sweatshirt on over there. Eugene, is that is that it kind of looks like uh if Eckhouse Lata made a chef's shirt? That's right. That it's, the vibe? it's just as think a chef shirt. But um, you know, lots of love to Eckhouse Lata, Zoe and Mike. We, we, we <laughs> I was gonna ask you about the shirt. I can't I can't I can't really afford that stuff. Well, now you've seen the shirt, so I can actually put the sweatshirt on, and you'll ask me questions about it from your memory. Well, I just—it's an interesting co- color. Yeah, go go put the sweatshirt on if it'll make you comfortable. I mean, these cans have a long cord, so I, I don't even have to get up. Wow, that's nice. Is your Acer PC in the kitchen, or do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a little office nook in the kitchen. I think probably most people yeah. would use it as some sort of eating nook. Olive, do you think this would be more like an eating nook? What, what would a person use this area for? Normal things. Normal things. Normal things. <laughs> okay. Any, anything normal. but podcasting. Anything but like work. I mean, it's pretty nice. I mean, you can't really I mean, like like you can't really it's see. It's pretty nice. You can't really see the table it's on. It's on like one of those orange IKEA tables that actually fits perfectly. Actually, here I'll show you. Watch this. Um. So yeah, this guy's directing this podcast right this, now. Yeah, bro, relax. We're it? just here to talk. <laughs> Oh yeah. shit! That's a good camera effect. No one can actually, since it's a podcast, you'll be able to see it. But what I'm doing basically, I've taken my iPhone, I've put it on selfie mode, <laughs> and now I'm yeah. showing um, them jeans and how long gone um, and done to and and done to death. Um, how this is a stroke of genius. This is a stroke cable, of genius. I want you to see how the orange table fits perfectly with wise in my wall. Like like it hits the wall like. Perfect. That we call that flush in the industry. It's flush, exactly. What industry is? J- Jason's kind of a Jason's kind of a handyman, wow. so he likes to use the terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flush, yeah. tight, plum. You like plum? <laughs> plum? Yeah, I like plums. You know, I really like prunes. Actually, like they're super underrated prunes. <laughs> I have. Let me. I gotta take the cans off to put the sweatshirt on. So give me one sec. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. I, I understand. I did turn it off, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I live in such a tiny, tiny space and um, basically just a studio apartment with like 
a room and a kitchen. And what neighbor? What neighborhood are you in? This is Los Angeles, California, um, just south of Hollywood. Called, um, well, technically, like for the locals, it's called Little Bangladesh. But when I'm outside of the city, I call it Korea <laughs> Little Town. Bangladesh. I was I was just in Koreatown last night. Do you enjoy sampling the foods over there? I enjoy the Bangladeshi food. I mean, yeah, I enjoy the Korean food too. I mean, Bangladeshi food is a little more like uh, affordable to me. Yeah, Korean food can get a little pricey. I don't even know if I've ever had Bangladeshi food. What's kind of their um, their fastball down the middle? It's pretty similar to Indian food, so just curries. And I, I, this place I get go to, I get the fried okra. I mean, wow. Okay, they mm, they, they, a, they a, really know southern delicacy. It's not actually fried. They call it fried okra, but it's not deep fried. It's just pan fried. But then actually, it's really just microwave. They just put it in the microwave. <laughs> but they, they microwave it really well. I mean, they originally pan fry it. I think they originally pan fry it and heat it up. They put it in the microwave. I mean, they, they, I put so many, they put so many things into the microwave. So, yeah. So, it sounds like an affordable place. You I'm going to close this door. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, I feel like yeah, we have yeah, Andy sorry. Kaufman on the podcast. No, no. 100%. Eugene, what are we? Eugene, what are we gonna do? We got a lot going on in the background. The doors are opening. The doors are closing. Looks like Bay. Did Bay leave the door open? Bay? No. So, what do you mean? Not they. Bay. B A E. No, we know. We does she identify as a female? Let's clear this up now. I believe so. <laughs> oh, do you identify as she, her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're wearing a hoodie. You're not wearing the normally feminized outfit. Yo, you're dressed like a fella. What's up with that? Yeah, Why aren't you wearing a, a bodycon dress in the middle of the afternoon? I don't yeah, understand. I love it when Olive wears highly feminine items, and I'm disgusted when she wears her skater outfit. <laughs> <laughs> all, all it is that the space is still being navigated. Olive and I came back um, a few days ago here. Wow, what's going on? on bro. What do you have? You have it on some sort of techno crane? How is it like going up and down your video? Camera? Yeah, techno. I have a I have a mechanical desk to move up and down. Oh, cool. You have a standing desk. I do a lot of editing, Eugene. Do, do, do you think? Do you guys think? If, if Jesus was actually real, mm-hmm. like like re- you know, really like all the things they say he was. Don't you think he would have designed a standing desk? I mean, he he was a builder, a carpenter. Like he could he only apply his knowledge to human existence, the right way to live, godly values on earth, and all that. Why couldn't he have applied it to certain mechanical, carpentry-oriented things? I mean, did we have to wait for Da Vinci to show up? Like fifteen hundred years later, this could just be underreported. That's true. That's true. Jesus probably made a table, and what is a table if not a standing desk? That's what I'm saying. But how come? How come he didn't come up with the kind of gears and mechanical movements? Right. You, you would get like a slave child to turn. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A wheel, right. and it would go. Clunk, 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 yeah. Clunk. Well, you know, it's a good point though. You're saying he could have. It could have been underreported because, of course, there was, um, you know, steam power that the Romans came up with ways to turn steam into. Um, mechanical power and mm-hmm. we forgot we had to rediscover yeah. it 1800 years later so that is quite cool <laughs> he it's was true. doing more he was doing more important things you know what i mean there were things that are taking precedence over his his carpentry skills is there something there's not there's nothing more important than standing posture correction that, that's literally know, getting your gains in while you're working Good point. that's literally what i was gonna say jason i was gonna say basically like yeah maybe for 
the next 1950 years <laughs> was super important. What Jesus had decided to focus on during his 33 <laughs> years on earth. But now I think we've come to a moment where like the invention of the standing desk actually feels like it has a broader and more significant impact on everyone's daily life. And, um, this relationship between the God, yeah. and the Father, and the Holy Spirit, Son, Father, Holy Spirit. Thank you for mentioning the, his his the years on Earth. I always forget because I, I people always like to say it's their Jesus year when it's their thirty oh, really? birth birthday. Oh yeah, uh-huh. much like twenty three is your Jordan year. And I need to. Right, right. So I, I, you know, as a guy who's approaching forty, I need to find somebody to kind of. Who's my? Oh yeah, yeah, this is yeah. My, I think I think uh, forty should be your Bill Gates year. I think that's when Bill Gates hit. hit I like that. Bill Gates officially hit one B, one billion. You know, Eugene. I don't know if you ever listened to this podcast, but I'm kind of a money guy, so it's nice that you kind of knew knew that. Oh, cool. Money matters. You guys have like a kind of money matters segment. Some of the fans the call me capitalist Chris, um, which I guess Uh-oh. is negative, but I don't really see it that way <laughs> per- personally. I don't know. Look, I don't know. Whoever thinks you're like some baller, like. Like, you know, like asshole, piece of shit, money man, whatever. Let's just be clear. In this video, you're drinking out of like a gallon jug of Poland Spring mm-hmm. and you got a scuff on your wall behind your couch. So you're good. <laughs> I'm no, a man no of the one, people. Thank no you. one should be jealous. Yeah, Thank exactly. You. Exactly. Like, Thank you for pointing that out. Ball, your baller lifestyle is merely an illusion. Some visibility. <laughs> uh, wait, do you live in LA all the time or do you live in New York? I live in LA. This is the only place where I have like a permanent residence. I think we met before. Oh, really? Yeah. What context? We were leaving um, an Azalea Banks party on an elevator. Yeah, it's in New York, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I was like, it was me and you, and I believe your girlfriend. It was just the three of us. Probably, probably my ex-wife. Your ex-wife. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just a really. I think we were all reeling from what we had just seen, so we didn't make a lot. You're, of- so you're, I think I remember this. You're like a pretty tall guy, huh? That's right. Thank you for noticing, Eugene. Yeah, that's right. And you're like, what's your BMI? Uh, very low. Oh, really? You know, I, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. You have good muscle mass, or something. I have great muscle mass. Yeah, this podcast is actually mostly about working out, and people kind of get annoyed with it because Jason and I talk about it a lot. But um, you're bringing it up, so it's fine. No, I mean, I remember that encounter in the elevator. Now, imagine one of the three of us that had COVID. I'm sure one of us did. I mean, after leaving that party, how could we not have had COVID? <laughs> no, wasn't it basically the Elon Musk SNL viewing event. I think I was there for literally 20 minutes. Yeah. I was praying because I'm always perpetually broke. There was one moment where I had money. I put some of that money into Dogecoin <laughs> because, <laughs> because maybe, maybe, maybe six or seven years earlier, I was obsessed with the Doge, not just the Doge meme, but there was like a Doge, you know, that game where you have like nine or you have eight squares on a nine square grid and you have to constantly shift them around Mm -hmm. to form a picture. Mm -hmm. There was like a Doge style (laughs) game Mm -hmm. of that. And that, and that shaped your, your investment strategy. I became obsessed with it for the course of 36 hours. I usually become obsessed (laughs) with really stupid. I never like generally speaking, play like app games or anything like that, but Whenever I have a really important deadline that could turn me into like a successful director in Hollywood, <laughs> I suddenly do become obsessed with some sort of a- addictive app game that I then play for 36 hours straight. I miss the deadline. I miss my opportunity to make a, a meaningful dent into the Hollywood death machine. When did you when did you have money and how did you get it? I had money because I made a film called Spree. It was like my first 
it's my sixth feature, but my first feature that had like an actual budget and producers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I had a director's fee from Mm -hmm. that, that Mm -hmm. was not significant compared to most director's fees, but significant to the yearly level of income that I had become accustomed to, which is anywhere between 14 and $23,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, okay. That was, okay. So it's not Spielberg money, but well, is a, is a nice little chunk of change. It's something. It ain't Spielberg, but, <laughs> but it ain't Eugene in the 20 teens. Okay. Either. So you got yourself a nice little baggie and congratulations. Well, I mean, look, I bought Doug at three cents. It, it, at that moment in time, it could have gone up to um, seventy cents. Actually, I think I bought it for three tenths of a cent. Are you, three tenths hold on, of hold a on. Cent. Are you, are you, hold on, hold on. Are you checking your Coinbase right I'm, now? Yeah, I'm not even smart like that. I mean, look, I I literally have an email from 2010, I think, or 11, probably 11, where I emailed someone saying, "Oh my God, can you believe that thing you were just talking about?" Bitcoin, one Bitcoin is now worth $1. That's totally crazy. This fake money is now worth a dollar. <laughs> Can you imagine how much I want to slit my wrists? We need to talk about how to get your money up. Yeah, money, well, let's wait till the Money Matters segment of the show. That's can, the, look, you brought up BMI in the first 15 minutes, so the Money Matters segment starts now. We don't have anything else to talk about. That's all we got. So, I don't, Well, I just found out. We have a lot of shit to talk about. I just found out I'm, I'm COVID positive for the first time in this Congratulations. Thing, like Congratulations, Eugene. 30 minutes, 30 minutes ago. And then my friend who was like, it's a blessing. Like, this is your booster. Like, everybody needs to get Omicron, blah, blah, blah. He was like... He's like, the one thing you got to know, Huge, is that it targets fat pockets. It targets your body fat. I said, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I'm going around wearing like a chef shirt aesthetically. You know I got a lot of body fat. You know, the only, the only thing keeping me like slim in life and not even anymore, it wasn't keeping me earlier slim in life was my like relative poverty. Poverty, yeah. And then once I got that injection of, of an awesome more than $30,000 a year director cash, mm-hmm. I just started, you know, pigging out, pigging out. I've had that in my life over the years where my financial yeah moments of have, have ebbed and flowed over the years. And when you're living high on the hog, that's when you are literally the fattest. And when you are right, right. high on the hog, exactly. Nope. And then the opposite, when I'm the brokest, that's when I'm grinding the most. I'm just, I feel you. Right. Exactly. You guys are wrong. I'm just for, I'm, I'm going hiking, foraging for berries. You know, that's burning cows. I'll tell you one thing I learned about money in my 35 years on this earth. Trickle down economics. That shit don't work. Mm. It doesn't work. I was wondering. You heard it here first, listeners. Where's my trickle? Where's my trickle? <laughs> Maybe you should get into some commercials, bro. Uh, weirdly, I did have a meeting for the first time with a commercial um, company in London recently, and I came at them super heavy with like philosophy. I was reading a few books. Yeah, commercial. Yeah, commercial producers love kind of the philosophy angle on things. They they seemed actually super receptive to everything I was saying. So I, I actually am hopeful. <laughs> what I said might not convert. I did get a read. I did. I did get some. I did get some feedback back from them that was kind of interesting. I don't think it's going to convert to a directing gig right. as a commercial director, but it might convert to something more interesting and also potentially lucrative. Um, but I'm not at, um, I can't disclose that on a public. I mean, does it, people, this isn't a private conversation. This is public, right? Yeah. 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 So I can't really disclose like what it would lead to, but we can, all we can do is speculate now. I wasn't dissatisfied 
with the call I had. And so I don't regret speaking. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like you should talk to like to the um, like the Tim and Eric guys, because those guys are kind of in the, you know, absurdist kind of funky directing world. And they both direct a lot of commercials and make a nice little chunk of change. Maybe they can bring you under their wing. What do you say? Here, here, here's my problem. I don't know yet. I thought at first I thought I'd be, thought you were being um, genuine, but then by the end of what you were saying, I thought maybe you're being facetious or whatever. No, I'm being um, genuine. So I don't, I don't, I, oh, you're being genuine. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, so let me just respond to uh, that, that as a genuine comment. People like say stuff like that to me all the time. <laughs> hey, you're a freak. Here's a freak that makes money. Do what he does. <laughs> I get upset. Here, I get upset with people who say that sort of stuff, and I get upset with myself. Okay. I don't think it's so fucking easy to like reach out to Tim Heidecker, <laughs> and Eric Wareheim. Did hey guys, like check out my flicks. Like if you like this, consider getting me under your wing, and like maybe you can help me. I think there's a synergy here, and all. I don't. Not that I, I think there's a combination of it. Actually most of, I respond to almost every random DM I get. I don't think like successful people do that. I think successful people are like, okay, I have to go like, through like an agent or something and like da 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 or see them at a party. You know, if I was in a fucking elevator with uh, Eric Wareheim instead of Chris Black, maybe my life would be different or something. <laughs> interesting, way, interesting way to put it. Eugene, it's all it. based on connections. Like you said, you don't always have to go through a representative, but, but Tim and Eric have both been on this show before. You know, if this if this goes well, wow. I would love. Okay, well now now I'm gonna start being really nice. Yeah, see, this guys. is bull. This is bullshit. I'm about to. Ch- we're about to change your life when this podcast comes out tomorrow. So you're talking all this shit, and then tomorrow, all of a sudden, your that line's is- gonna be banging with cash opportunities. Eugene, you have to have the mindset of a winner. Yeah. Positivity. Is it hard? Yeah, that's why I love it. <laughs> I am a. I am an eternal um, optimist and a positive thinker. Okay, and I do obviously have like a kind of stupid ego and stuff but i also have this mindset uh, which is almost like an anti-grind set which says you're a layabout um, a common layabout what? no 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 sorry grind set was just a way to rhyme something with mindset i didn't actually mean what that means got it what, what, what i'm trying to say though is i'm like why would they want to talk to me like 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 people who are like you know, super successful or doing something in my field. Why would Paul Schrader want to talk to me? Well, he might not. He might not want why, to. Why? Why do I want to talk to you? Uh, you're you're an interesting person. I know. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. But this is a casual conversation. If you guys were like uh, filmmakers or something that I super admired, I would um, be nervous. I would think. Why would they possibly waste time talking to me? And I felt that way since I was young. And I and maybe it's pride, actually. So anyway, look, tomorrow, five-way call, us, T&E, will fucking, <laughs> will do something big five-way project together. Jason, you, Jason, you can build the sets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own. I have my own drill, Eugene. Uh, I'll show you my reel. Is that a sex thing? I, I have my own drill. I'll show you how it works. Yeah, that he's used that line before, and it has worked. So he's kind of recycling that material. Not on me. Not on me. It doesn't. Um. So, how do you think you got COVID? Uh, I went to a bathhouse and had a lot of anal sex. Gay, gay. Don't tell Olive. She's outside. So this was in New York or LA? This is in New York. I went to a bathhouse like twenty people. I'm sure. One of them or multiple of them must have it too. Because it loves to live in that community, in that in that environment. Just a reference to like the old ways. There actually is a really good um, movie from the late 60s. Andy, Andy Milligan, the notorious evil director. Evil, like, 
exploitation director made a movie called Vapors, which is actually a really good kind of Warhol era, um, super independent camp film, all take place in a gay bathhouse and lots of funny evil stuff happens. But it's for the listener base. Most people never heard of this guy, so it's a good thing to check out. Andy Miller. We don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of film guys. You know. Let me be that nerd for you. Andy Milanakis made a movie about a bathhouse in the sixties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Andy cool. Milanakis. Is it Vapors with a U or just standard OR? Uh, I think just OR. It's he's an American guy. V- Vapors for Jason is a classic Southern California culture magazine, and I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's getting it. Getting it's it like getting the it. it's like the crossroads intersection between like music and graffiti. Have you ever lived <laughs> in those worlds before? Um, no, I only I only know about the intersection between art and technology okay welcome home brother so i want to talk about bathhouse was this a bathhouse where it was like it was like a social thing where you drink beers and you do it russian style or yeah, it was a rush it was the russian baths i'm i'm ethnically russian jewish born yeah. in ukraine no really we can't we can't even pronounce your fucking last name so i was wondering yeah oh yeah how do you pronounce your last name sorry could you say it Kotli Aranko. did you guys give me like a nice intro or anything? yeah of course oh okay. come on bro of course we did but we, we got we, we got sort of close with your name yeah, good job. I didn't try. Thanks. I didn't try. Jason kind of led the charge, but Kotyalarenko. Chris, you reuse that um Poland Spring bottle, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not really an environmentalist guy. I'm more of like yeah, a okay. I like to you just throw it out. I throw it out into the green <laughs> trash can, not the blue one. It's not confusing. You go to other countries, they use different colors for that sort of stuff. It kind of gets confusing. Can we standardize? And the, and also the plugs in the wall. I, I know agree. a lot of people haven't been traveling the last two years, so just use me as your kind of surrogate plugs in the wall in these other countries they're all fucked up the fucking trash can different colors no i've been trained all my have you seen these plugs you need to get like a universal adapter i got one it's like it actually looks like a weird cronenbergian sex device yeah you can get those online speaking of amazon.com you fucking end up in uh let's say austria or and then all of a sudden amazon tries to transform itself into amazon.de suddenly you you're trying to buy shit on amazon.com is like oh the shipping is mad crazy i'm like well don't you know that i'm in like austria and they're like, oh okay you're amazon de i'm like all right same thing happened in uk now i'm on fucking amazon.co.uk now you know what doesn't happen i'm back in america trying to use amazon.com they're like you're in england what is this there's some sort of anti-american thing going on, on amazon i'm not gonna stand for it eugene we gotta get you on expressvpn.com use the promo code <laughs> how long at, at checkout for 20 percent off the first month is free eugene what do you what do you get as a russian ukrainian russian you're what as a ukrainian yeah. as, as a ukrainian let's just say jewish i mean let's let's really get that hey no 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 as no, a no, com- no. as a common jew yeah yeah you guys have been saunaing steaming for centuries right m- myriad right. centuries I, I'm a big yeah. sauna guy. I was in the sauna less than an hour ago. Wow, you probably got COVID. He has COVID. <laughs> he has COVID, and he has a few other things we'll talk about off the off pod. Yeah, okay. I, I know what I do in the sauna. I just kind of sit there quietly. It's like a meditative vibe, you know. It's not very social, but then not the way me. that y'all do it, not for me. It's very interesting to me, and I'd love to try. You're it. You're one I, of those American guys with the tattoos and the hair. I'm tied up. Who shows hair. up? He's got his fucking buttercreams and stuff. He said he's crossing his legs. <laughs> he's breathing super loud. Oh, yeah, of, definitely. When he breathes out of his nose, it creates this loud whistle, you know, and then... I uh, like that these, these guys who have hair is one of your... <laughs> now, now, there was a fucking guy, you know, there's the one room where it's like a kind of dry steam and then you pour the bucket water on you. Yeah, yeah, bu- yeah. Bucket cold water. There's a fucking guy there the other day. He There's two buckets in the room. 
he sat on one of the buckets. There's a zillion places to sit. <laughs> he sat on one of the buckets, and then he's using the other bucket to pour water on himself, like constantly, like every minute. And then it, while he's not pouring water on himself, he's pour, putting like buttercream all over his body, all over everything. And then, but when he's pouring the water in the bucket, when he takes the bucket out to pour the water, he doesn't turn the fucking uh, faucet off and spraying everywhere, water everywhere. I'm like, this is the dry room, man. I feel like at a certain point, every, everyone in the room has to just drag him out. He was super buff and super strong. And so and so we don't tell him what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just watch. Butter Buttercream does what he wants to do. We just watch it anger. <laughs> Do you like to get bust down with the leaves too? I don't have money for shit like that, but yeah, uh, I, I don't. So I, I, yeah, I guess. But I'll just I'll just find a little leftover leaves on like the rack, and I just hit myself a little bit till they just like when an unhoused person finds a cigarette butt on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, I can get a couple yeah, of hits off that's of this. What I'm saying. That's how I use those leaves. I'm like, you know, I'm going to the sauna like the way like a, a homeless person gets a free meal at a diner. They're half the feet out and half of the half of their body is like outside of the so food. somebody is like i got this room for an hour and he leaves at, at 53 minutes and you're like can i get can i just get the little rest of that room i did when i was uh, i there. was in toronto recently i was staying with a really nice guy who uh, was investor in one of my films so you know you know drake too then that's cool no it wasn't him actually that's really funny that's man. actually so funny because drake you know drake did was was a, a ep on spree but I'm talking about this. Did you, are you? Are you? You, were, you knew that, right? No, no, no. He just he just loves Drake. Drake actually was one of the investors on one of my movies called. Spring. Really? There's another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another. Not there's another guy named Greg who also lives in Toronto who is an investor on the movie Wobble Palace, and that's who I meant. But it is a funny little <laughs> joke. Um, so <laughs> we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that because are you saying that I would love to see you and Drake building together at at the synagogue there's been zero you've never met a connection between i never met the guy his company dream crew yeah ep'd and put money into spree um it was great working with them everyone at that company fucking rocks they're all very auteur oriented meaning director musician artist like they do understand that if they fuck with your vision they will let you do the thing that you want to do mm-hmm. with really good notes their notes were always very good and then they let me kind of and help me put together the campaign the the promotional campaign for the film which is also quite good um if anybody hasn't checked that out i mean plug <laughs> kurt's world on instagram you should check that out that was i think a legendary conceptual promotional campaign make sure that marketing campaign goes into your deck because that is good no i already showed all that stuff to the commercial company that is actually the direction the direction that they want to head in with me which is like these sort of like trolling promotional campaigns you're an outside the box kind of guy and the the, the trolling does work no trolling campaign is that's basically what this podcast is um and i it is yeah kind of i mean in some ways we're we're trolling to to get a big check from somebody, but it's not as visual. Well, you guys have a lot of followers, and you guys have a lot of like branded synergy. I was looking at it today. I was like, "This is how does how do how do they do this?" Like, I I want to know how to do this so I can do like my version of it. How do you do brand synergy? I wish I could teach that in an hour, but I just can't. Yeah, is that how long the show is? Or are we not? We're not really getting through a lot of stuff. We've already been talking for thirty minutes. It's been like, just like <laughs> anyway. Drake never met the guy. A wonderful guy. Greg, though, I was in Toronto and Greg, and he said, "Your lucky day, age." I was in a relationship. <laughs> I I got uh, my girlfriend a trip to the spa, a massage, private massage spa. Also, 
we went there. They had miscalculated the scheduling of the time. So we had to leave. Then they gave that they rescheduled it. And between him going the first time and rescheduling it, him and his girl broke up. So now I became, and, and, and the, and the rescheduled oh. moment was right when I was in Toronto. So I became the new girlfriend and it was beautiful. And, and we were in the same room together and we held him. No, no it wasn't actually a same room. So when, when uh, well, as a, as a Ukrainian or Russian person, like, do you guys feel a different connection to the sauna? Like, cause it's such, yeah. like it's ingrained in your. Yeah. Except, except weirdly, it wasn't like really anything I did with my family or anything. Or my... Are you from, did you grow up in New York though? I grew up in Brighton beach till I was 11 and then moved to um, Long Island. My parents fulfilled what they call the American dream mm-hmm. and moved to the suburbs and stuff. So you're all, you're, it seems like you're always traveling, Eugene. Is that true? Just no, no. My whole life up until I was like 30, until my Jesus year, even the one after <laughs> 34, I um, was really homebound i was really stuck in la like i felt really guilty whenever i had even the smallest inkling of money i'd be like okay i gotta put this into a movie or i gotta save this up in case like movie times roll around because i usually wasn't taking any money from the budgets and um but then just recently because everything got cheap because of covid i had the money from when i made spree i got married to someone who lived in austria so in kind of peak COVID, or I guess this is like kind of downtime COVID, but whatever, um, I flew to uh, Austria to live my wa- my wife there, and that, that didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then when that was going really badly, I was like, "Wow, this is incredible!" And in Europe, the flights are like forty cents um, to go to like Italy, and I'm just going to do that, and maybe that'll fix my relationship. Just not spending any time together, maybe that will fix my marriage. <laughs> And it didn't, but I did have a wonderful trip where everything amazing happened to me. And any time I was feeling really good, uh, the horrible um, pit the size of a watermelon was in my stomach and made, reminded me that I was in a failing um, marriage. Okay. Did you get your Austrian citizenship? No, I do. That takes like five years and a whole lot of work. Mm. And- I was learning German. I was like the number one person on German Duolingo. <laughs> German Duolingo, humble brag. That doesn't feel that doesn't feel right for you. You know what so I mean? So was Germ was Duolingo another one of your little games you play on your iPhone when it's time to make <laughs> some money? It's, instead of solving my marriage, I was just Duolingoing for two weeks and the number one person on the German leaderboard around the world and doing textbook. Wait, 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 wait. Duolingo has a leaderboard? Yeah, bro, there's points. It's gamified. That's, that's very smart. That's, that's the right way smart. to learn. Gamify shit. I didn't know that. I didn't know give that. A, give us a little German, Eugene. Nine. <laughs> very good. <laughs> so it seems yeah. it seems like you have um you have some game. What do you mean? You know, in terms in terms of being, I have lots of games: Duolingo, <laughs> Wordle. I've been playing Wordle a bunch. Nope, nope. We're we're an anti Wordle platform. Please refrain. Have you? Yeah, we're an anti Wordle platform. Have I always played Wordle? <laughs> have I always played Wordle? I have a question. Um, have you have, have you always played Wordle? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like this shine. It's kind of like. It's kind of like The Shining, but for Wordle. Like, you've always been playing Wordle here, Eugene. It's like, oh, yeah, exactly. I've been playing this since 1912. Yeah, go on. What's the question? Go on. At what point, at what point in your life did you have this ability or this love of, of the ladies, you know? Oh. I feel like you have a lot of sauce, a lot of game. Yeah. And, and you said that you were kind of, you know, living in poverty or whatever, but you, you've, I don't really, you've got um, the gift. 
I went through different points in my life. I'm trying to be accurate here. There was definitely a moment in my life when not only was I not in a relationship or or anything for two years, I haven't had sex for two years. Okay. So these things come in waves. Yeah. So you're saying that being a being a stick man for you comes in waves. What is a stick man? What are these words? <laughs> I think you could figure it out, Eugene. Come on, stick man. Uh, a man know. with a penis? I don't know what that means, a stick well, man. That's that's the beginning. That's the beginning. That's a good start. You're getting warmer. But it's a man who uses that penis quite often. Like a cocksmith. Oh. Um, and not to not to urinate, not to urinate for sexual intercourse. But pissing's not off the table. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um I think something that I found that's pretty common amongst people who are film lover film lovers is that they have like a really deep and unrealistic um relationship with romance and uh, uh-huh. intimacy Interesting. and, yeah, and, yeah, fall- yeah. and falling in love actually is like the most exciting part i think for a lot of like cinephiles of being in love is the falling in love i think that's true i think that's true about most human beings but sh- okay cinephiles it's too. about the journey not the destination uh-huh. i love the beginning of things like don draper that's from tv though not movie yeah i, don't, I haven't seen that one but um <laughs> i think yeah i think um anyway so let me not be unique and let me not be no but unique. that's interesting the film the film side of it yeah i've never i've never heard that no, you guys maybe are right maybe everyone loves love and everyone loves falling in love i mean it just sounds pretty pretty natural i mean we've been fucking around and procreating for about you know several uh tens of thousands of years i see it through a lot but i do think that <laughs> if you've watched movies since you were a child and it's i mean they yeah. literally romanticize romance that's what a lot yeah, of films exactly. do so if it gets everything's super heightened yeah. in films and then that creates your expectation set for life and if you're um, a mentally ill person, that would fuck up your life forever. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't watch movies. That's why. I- exactly. It's too risky. I recommend, or as they say now, neurodivergent people. I recommend <laughs> neurodivergent people not get too invested in films. Okay. Because it might create unrealistic expectations. Should they check out music or like sports? Like, what do you I, think? I, I think music and uh, visual art, like static arts. Because these uh, and writing, I think, is okay. Although mm. it's a bit tough. <laughs> Photography, paintings, that kind of stuff. Nothing moving too much. Uh, it's look, making movies is too fucking. I mean, in traditional narrative movies, too complicated, too much teamwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. It's not good. It's not good. But you know, there's, Tell a, me about great, it. there's a great history of outsider artists and. Um, and uh, I think music is a great field. Well, qu- question: uh, What we're t- <laughs> music is cool. We all love music. Cool, you like that's cool, man. You like music? That's sick. Look, you guys, this is the point where you guys actually need to push back on my ableist rhetoric. This is like in order for this podcast to keep up, it's like Give sort of branded synergy. All right, Eugene, try this on for size. All right, uh, as a person who loves love a yeah. romantic yeah. and a director, right. who you've probably watched thousands and thousands of films where people fall in love. Thank you. I have. Thank you. When when you're falling in love, yeah. In real life, yeah. Do you ever sort of direct the way that happens, consciously or not? I can't say consciously. I would say probably unconsciously or, or subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly like the most controlling person, but I definitely also don't like to be. I'm pretty flexible, you know, when it comes to it. I'm not like some sort of person who's like we have to do it like this. I actually think mm-hmm. a great thing that you get from filmmaking. If you, especially a row budget filmmaking is a kind of like flexibility, problem solving, go with the flow. And I tend to try to do that in relationships. However, I would say that my most overbearing quality in a relationship is that 
I like to just jump right in. And that is like part of like the romance thing. Like I, there's no vetting process, no like, slow going. It's kind of <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Like- we caught, we caught that. We caught that earlier today. Uh, I think, um, just with the visual aspect of this podcast, you know what I mean? With the when olive is, put- Oh, olive. Yeah. All olive, olive puttering around. Olive's the kitchen, here. You know? She's doing her thing. I warned her. I said, it's really distracting to me, you know, like if you're doing like, like stuff in the background, like I have a, I have some undiagnosed form of ADD mm-hmm. and any noises. And it's, it's like this forever. If I'm in a library, if I'm in a cafe and I hear noises, li- little bit of music coming out of someone's tinny headphones, I, I, I'm done. I can't, yep. I can't do anything. Hey, I'll look right on cue. Right on. <laughs> Ask me to wear a mask in the garden. They gave me this mask. That's fucked up. I said she's sitting ten feet away from them outside. She said, "She said I'm going back to the UK. We don't use masks there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris is saying that you're a one way ticket back to the UK. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Who asked you? What about them? Should they be wearing masks? They were one of them wore a mask. I'm like, dude, chill out outside. <laughs> This COVID stuff is crazy, isn't it, Eugene? Let's, let's make them take a test. <laughs> I don't want to be around them if they're taking a test. If they don't take a test. See, I'm already getting distracted. I don't even know how to talk anymore. It's okay. You know what I was thinking, though, Olive? Sorry, guys. But you can listen to this, too. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I was thinking maybe because the window was open, they heard that they, I was... No, they did. They were like, we heard, you, we heard him talking inside. You can hear every word you're saying last night. Oh, got it, got it, got it. It's a loud voice. It's a booster, guys. Think of it as a booster. <laughs> oh, my God. LA's, cu- LA's cucked, Eugene. It's tough out here. It's su- it's super pathetic. <laughs> Walking around New York, though, right now, I'm in New York. Everybody's got masks on outside. And I'm like, are you keeping your nose warm? Or I've, lit- just- I've literally been all over the world the last like 20 months because of this, um, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Marriage, rehabil- <laughs> marriage rehabilitation tour. And um, I haven't gotten, haven't gotten it once. I haven't gotten it once. And you know what? I actually feel really lucky that I'm getting this, this Omicron because in the grand scheme of things, the stats on it are incredibly positive. Mm -hmm. It's super contagious Mm -hmm. and very few people die. This is awesome. This is the end. This is the end of COVID. It is. I agree. What is, what is your, what is your SIG drug and alcohol intake looking like though? Never smoked cigarettes in my life. I use drugs very like rarely when they are like provided for me in the right context. This is all just like money stuff. My whole life and even all of my films just have to do with like resources or lack thereof. Um, and alcohol, probably I drink a little too much. Like in England, I was probably drinking like almost every day, but that's just part of their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, stupidly, my subletter left like a, not stupid of him, but he left like a bottle of rosé in the fridge yesterday, um, that I saw yesterday. So I stupidly drank some, even though it wasn't really necessary. Like, what was the point? I said, Olive, do you want some of this wine? She's like, no, we've been drinking too much. I said, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll have a little. But I'm not like an alcoholic (laughs) or anything. I'm not really worried. Like, I'm not like day drinking or anything. Mm. Just sometimes nice with like a meal or something. After a long day, a little glass of rosé is nothing. I don't have long days. My whole life is a dream. Like, there's no such thing. as Like, like, literally, if literally (laughs) I wake up in the morning at like 6 a.m. and I have to do like 20 phone calls and like I'm working on something and it's going well, 
I would, yeah. I would never drink or I would feel so good. You don't smoke. You don't. You don't hit the devil's lettuce at all. Never smoked weed. Never smoked really? cigarettes in my life. No. Never drank coffee in my life. What? What? Yeah, it's true. Damn, bro. You you know uh, you know that artist David Show with the with an E at the end who got all the money from Facebook for doing the art. Oh yeah, the richest artist in the world. Right, right, the, right. The, the mural in Facebook and took the face. And that's a smart artist. I would have taken the thousand dollars. Like, <laughs> sure. oh yeah, time to like time time to buy some dog. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I, I feel I don't know why I brought him up, but like I would like a scenario where you. Just wake up one day and you have like a hundred million dollars in like Facebook stock or something like the way he did it. Yeah, that'd be I think cool. it would be interesting to see how you spend a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. in the world. Wow, I think you would do some interesting shit. I agree. I would know honestly. Well, yeah, if I had a hundred million dollars, I would obviously make whatever movie I wanted to make. Let's not, let's stop thinking about movies. Let's think a little bigger. <laughs> well, I, here's my problem. If I had like. A lot of money, but not because I'm into world building, Eugene. A lot of money, but not enough yeah. money to like make a movie or something. Yeah. My problem when I have money is that I would just immediately spend it on like friends. I'll just be like, because everyone's been so nice to me my whole life in terms of like taking me out and shit. So mm. if I have money, I'll be like, okay, like I'm getting this. Like I'm getting dinner. Like I'll bring gifts over people's houses and stuff. And that's also like a way for the money to disappear really quickly, just to be really generous. (laughs) I I did, I did something similar to this when I was younger because I had an influx of cash, a windfall. Cool. And I bought a lot of, a lot of cocaine for people. Oh, it it, it didn't, I mean, I was, you know, and just pay, you just pay for things because it feels good and you're yeah, young. And, yeah. But I got to be honest with you. I don't, I think it was the right thing to do. Like, I don't feel, I don't, I think it was the right thing to do at the time. I feel no remorse. I feel no guilt. Anybody, anybody overdose on anything you bought them? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, no, just me. But that was later. That was oh, later. Okay. Oh, okay. I, did you, did you die? Like, did you come close to dying? I don't, I was asleep for it yeah. you know what i mean so i don't really know i don't think i mean i was in the i woke up in the hospital so i mean i guess there was some concerns but, but you don't I, remember seeing a light or anything i didn't see god i i didn't think i i mean i didn't see a standing desk <laughs> i'll tell you that a standing desk oh that's funny sorry my mind I, it took me like a, a second and a half to laugh even though i did find it very funny because my mind is just with these like fucking people outside you know you leave for a few months then you have these new neighbors and of course you're the problem i've already talked about this in one of my movies wobble palace but like you move in it's just old people and like people like you know who don't want to be bothered and you don't want to be bothered and then five years later everyone looks like just some lame version of you or a cooler looking version of you that's not really possible but anyway some lame version of me and it's just like i have to move out of here now because it's fucking losers eugene what are your la spots you know what i mean are we going to catch you at erwan on beverly are you like a nah. Uh, you could catch me there. I was there a few months ago because Olive and I were making a, like a kind of art film for um, our friend's shoe company. And she's supposed to eat the shoe, kind of like Werner Herzog eats his shoe. <laughs> and so we were looking for like kind of veggie, f- veggie friendly things that could look like black shoe leather, uh-huh. you know? And so we did find some jerkies, some mushroom jerkies that we eventually ended up using. <laughs> So we were in the Erewhon. That's going to cut into your production budget, shopping at Erewhon. Ah, uh, yeah, it did. Um, I went go to Aladdin Sweets and Spices, um, which is mm. the local Bangladeshi sure. kind of deli restaurant. That's your cheers. You you could catch me at Tex. You could catch me at 
the Prince, you could catch me at mm-hmm. if I have a little money, Musso and Franks, you could catch me at mm-hmm. uh Tommy Burger is one of my go-tos. <laughs> there's there's a few that's didn't I, didn't didn't um didn't paint you as a chili head. I always call Tommy Burger the uh, poor man's colonic because that'll cl- that'll clean you right out. You'd get that, like a ton of chili, it's clean you right out the next day. Like you feel clean. Yeah, I've heard um, about that. You, got, you know, it's like you got to go through heaven to get to go through hell to get to heaven. Yeah. You got to feel really dirty to get really clean the next well, day. Well, I, I got to say, a Tommy Burger hell tastes pretty damn good, doesn't it, Eugene? I love it. Here's the life hack. Let me give you the life hack on a Tommy Burger. Break it okay. down, brother. You get your you get your you get your double chili cheeseburger, right? Okay, that's the awesome thing. But then you say extra pickles, extra lettuce, extra tomato, extra tomatoes. And extra grilled onions, so that it's fucking healthy. Okay, so Eugene said, "Run it through the garden." Run it through the garden. That's it. That's how you make it super healthy. Other th- other thing that Olive told me, which is helpful, is that I'm super loud. Everyone can hear everything I'm saying outside. So now I'm kind of trying to have a more gentle voice. So if you guys have a sort of mixing machine, I don't know, like Chris, what you've been looking at, whether it's like your phone or like the audio mixer, like most of this call. But I I assume you're mixing our levels because I'm talking much jet. <laughs> Much gentler now. I mix. I'm lots. talking That's so kind much of my gentler thing. now because I, I just want to be sensitive. I want to be sensitive to my neighbors and stuff. Chris rides the game the whole episode, so even though your voice is going up and down, the listeners will never even know. No, you better be adding like a add like fart noises, <laughs> and uh, anytime I say COVID, you want like a like, like a <laughs> shout out, like a, a no shout out guy being like COVID, COVID, COVID. We're trying to do. I do want to do a how long gone soundboard um, where you uh-huh, can- you should. Che Diaz style woke alert. What are your sayings? What are your sayings? Teach me. Tell me. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they're not cool enough to really replicate like that. I oh, don't think. I mean, it. you just have to kind of organically. Say, so I haven't allowed you guys to have an opportunity to say any kind of catchphrase worthy things. No, you've kind of steamrolled this podcast in a way that's kind of taking away from our creativity. But it's nothing that we need. To, nothing we need to talk <laughs> about now. It's fine. I'll be able to clean it up in post, though. So don't worry. Honestly, just. You got to get rid of 50% of me talking and then in post put in you guys kind of like that's what we do that's what we try to do every time you have like every time like we'll be talking and having a good riff and you say something really funny I, I'm just gonna have like the cricket sound effect playing because <laughs> yeah, cool. the joke didn't do good yeah yeah no I mean honestly in a way the crickets are responding you know you don't know they could have an awesome the crickets are like this you could have they could have yes. an awesome sense of humor <laughs> yes. I think we've given the crickets like a bad rap you know <laughs> historically yo I do it for the crickets like think about okay okay there's two famous crickets going on in history there's the chirping cricket sound and then the other cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Now, if that motherfucker doesn't have a great sense of humor, I, I don't know what's up. I mean, that is a beautiful man. The great sense of humor. Jiminy, Jiminy is a very dapper cat. Very cool. Yeah, cricket. he has a good attitude, and I, I think he gets it. As far as crickets go, yeah, so that's what right. I'm saying. Like, I, I'm on Team Jiminy in terms of <laughs> how crickets respond to humor, and then this other form of crickets, quote unquote, chirping, oh. is something that's been like projected onto them by humanity. That, that that's some insecure person. That's kind of a great allegory for our modern political situation. I was going to wow, say, <laughs> really, <laughs> tell, tell me how I was going to say, because Jiminy Cricket to me, Jason, I don't think this is what you're saying, but he does have a Trump vibe. Yeah. Jiminy is my 45. What? That's kind of exactly where I was. Yeah. Jiminy, at. Jiminy is a, Jiminy is a 45 guy, Eugene. I don't follow. I don't, this is a little too absurd for me, I, but I, I don't like political allegory. 
ever personally. Neither do I. But you do like absurdity at least, don't you, Eugene? I do, but not when it comes to politics. I understand. We don't really like politics at all unless I'm making fun of Fauci, so we can keep it moving. Yeah, Fauci. I mean, I'm more interested, (laughs) you know, these are all people. They're all like, they're all people, you know, look, people are fallible, you know, like they uh, try their best. They have opinions. They they have interpretations. Mm -hmm. Anytime a person is given a lot of responsibility, it's very difficult to make the right decisions. And I don't know who has made the right decision in all of this. Maybe the Swedes, maybe the Fauci, maybe the Australians. Who knows? I I, I have my own, I have my own opinions. You're leaving me off the list. So Chris, if I could just maybe Chris you. Black. <laughs> um, but I will say this: something that is funny to me was when people were trying to celebrate how good of a job you know Governor Cuomo was doing. There were all of those cool items of clothing made, if you recall, Cuomo sexual, Fauci sexual, all these sexuals added to these guys. And then, of course, a few months later, Andrew Cuomo was eliminated from his office by being, but because he was too sexual <laughs> and by many of the same people who had been Cuomo sexuals earlier. And this is interesting to me. You're telling me you don't have a Cuomo sexual cashmere sweater kind of that you blew your spree money on? I, I like I was saying, I had a very difficult choice to make. Do I buy the Cuomo sexuals uh, G string that I could wear or do I buy Doge? And I unfortunately <laughs> bought dough. You made the wrong decision yet again. Can I ask you a personal financial question? How much money sure. did you dump into Dogecoin exactly? Not not a lot. I'll look at it right now. But it's like I bought it for three cents, and I put in. Yeah. I put in here. Let's go to Doge. Um, I put in hundred seventy-two dollars. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's that's not nothing. I know you guys thought like I'm like kidding about this stuff or like Jason's kind of a crypto guy. He loves to talk about this stuff. He's kind of I know, man. Can you imagine if I put in $172 into Bitcoin in the year 2010? You wouldn't be talking mm-hmm. to us losers at this point. We wouldn't we wouldn't be able to see your kitchen in this shot, I'll tell you that. You'd you'd be in Mykonos getting serviced. <laughs> what 172 bitcoins? What is that? The thing is, Eugene, uh, and I I don't say this often, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I actually think you're destined for richness. I really appreciate that. You know, you're, not, you're I actually you're think, not the, I think you're going wow, to 8.6 mil I'd have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're, you're saying I'm not the first person to tell you that. You're not the first person to tell me that. And also That's you, a lot of IMAX. You are now, you're now joining a long list of people <laughs> who are completely, who, who have been super wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to come in late so that that way, you know, you have, you're, you're more advanced now than you were maybe when some of these people made that. 30 is the new 40, Eugene. Here's the thing. Uh, there's a high, I'm in like a fading art form that no longer dominates financially or kind of socially the kind of discourse of culture film, you know, maybe it did from, I think uh, the 20th century. It was like the dominant art form or, and, and specifically what I'm trying to do with film is pretty, I want to make entertaining films, but at the same time I have a conceptual and formal approach to them. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a high risk reward with that. Yes. I could invent something in film that could be super commercial and create a new way of filmmaking in the way that like someone like Quentin Tarantino came along or something like easy rider came along and the ship blows up or Napoleon dynamite. I could make the next highly conceptual Napoleon dynamite, Mm -hmm. but there's also the risk that my films are just, you know, lost on the ash heap of obscurity 
And that's the risk. And so, yeah, I could be super rich because I do like to think about these things with a kind of I th- hopefully visionary attitude. But at the same time, there's a lot of ways to fall on your face, at least financially uh, doing that. But I got I got I got a, an entertainment oriented mind at the same time. And I have a producer mind. So I, I'm always trying to make money with my films and be commercial and be um, entertaining. But I just have also this other I'm sort of enslaved to this other impulse too, which is that I want to push forward the art form. You know, mm-hmm. that's a tough one. Tough one. I want to say keep keep pushing, don't give up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, fellas. I'm not giving up. Good, good. <laughs> I, you know what? Before the before the pod today, I was thinking of giving up. I was thinking, <laughs> there I'm, we go, I'm, baby. I'm COVID positive. Um, Olive, Olive, Olive can't even enjoy herself in the garden. <laughs> the, the, the office is in the kitchen. The kitchen's in the bedroom. It's all smushed together. My life is a fucking joke. I ought to end it all. But first, I have this obligation to Chris and Jason. <laughs> So I ought to, I ought to fulfill that. We, we didn't, we didn't think that you were going to give up, but I was just saying, keep down, keep down the path yeah. and stick with it. I believe in you. I would say we call this, Eugene, we call this the gone effect. Uh, and I think you keeping on track as a filmmaker now when you were going to give up, that's the gone effect. There's some people at Hulu who are going to listen to this and like, I don't know who this mm-hmm. Eugene guy is, but I like the cut of his jib and I'd like to bring him in for a meeting. Here's the thing. Tell me that the gone effect is like this thing, you know, like I've talked to a bunch of guys. Weirdly, it's not that weird because guys are just so used to like randomly. Like, oh, we're, I'm going to hook up. Oh, I've been hooking up. With you know, like, like just locker like, room talk. I get it. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say is. <laughs> I, I'm this sort of guy and I met other guys who are like, yeah, like, you know, why is it that every time uh, I have a breakup, my girlfriend's next boyfriend, they marry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we, we go, there's like got to be some name for that. I don't want to call it the Eugene effect. But now that I've been married, <laughs> now that I've been married kind of doesn't make sense anymore. But back then you could call it the Eugene effect. Now, it's, is the is the how long gone effect that when a, someone comes on the show who's, um, you know, uh, doing okay or whatever. After the show, they fucking, <laughs> oh, man, they go huge everything they want. They succeed. The next fucking podcast yes. they do is called, um, what's that called? What's the most successful podcast? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, J-R-E, Joe Rogan Experience. Next podcast, <laughs> from how long gone to J-R-E, and, and what, that's the how long gone effect. Is that right? Exactly right. Okay, so. You're exaggerating a little bit, but that's more or less what happens. Your your social profile increases. The amount of emails you receive about business opportunities will increase. It's not going to be. I get a lot of emails about business opportunities. <laughs> you know what I get the most now? I get a text almost every day, sometimes twice a day. Which which I it's just funny because I haven't paid my December phone bill yet. Like, <laughs> Thank you for paying your December phone bill. We have a gift for you, and it's always from like a random number, and it's always like a link there. I got one of those I get too. Those, I get those. The too. first time I got that, I had just paid my phone bill. It was like a weird type of like confluence of timing that you know. That's what they're hoping to get you. I was like, whoa, this is, seems official, and I almost clicked on the thing. I was like, wait a second. Gonna look this up. Wait a second. Gonna look this up. I'm getting. I'm getting old. I'm. I'm falling for these fishers. Um, and then Eugene ain't gonna get. Eugene ain't gonna get I'm fished. You ain't the I'm Pacific Ocean, my G. Don't test me, said Eugene. I'm not the one. You know what? I'm not gonna get fished. But I honestly, I have been catfished before, and it was. It was so impressive. It was awesome. 
the, the, the catfishing and all the evil machinations and schemes. It was really amazing. If it hadn't been so it kind of traumatizing to several other people in my life, <laughs> I, I would. It was an awesome catfish. It involved multiple accounts of picture. It was super good. Well, now we have a clef- cliffhanger for episode two of Eugene yeah. on How Long Gone. Leave them wanting more. That's my number one filmmaker rule. Wow, you guys really cut it off at one. That's awesome. That's so perfect. Yeah, we don't do this. We don't do this three hour bullshit. But Eugene, honestly, what a fucking pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. I lo- I love your work. You're definitely you're going to be coming back as a part of the How Long Gone cinematic universe in the near future sure bring me back i was just watching uh survivor oh winners at war just bring me back when you guys do best of jeopardy <laughs> how long gone with just all bad oh, that's fan a great favorite that's eugene a great k is back on the episode today yeah yeah well i don't know about the fans we'll see how the fans think we'll let's let's wait for the fan reaction the fans are gonna love you uh eugene where, can, where right. can people find you on the world wide web um, my movie spree is on hulu if you're in the states yeah netflix if you're in the uk and then you can go to everybody loves.me and that has links to like all my other movies. Wobble mm-hmm. Pal is one for Cloud. Blah, blah, blah. All right. You guys go watch movies if that's your thing. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, These are the good ones. Okay. I believe you. Thank you, Eugene. It's a pleasure. Okay. Thanks, guys. My pleasure. Thanks, Eugene. Talk to you soon, bro. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.